And now it's time for Blossoms of My Life Radio with your host, Ramona Trevino. Ramona is a teacher, a pastor, a three-time author, and radio host since February 2018, helping people share their but God moment and helping people see and be the blossoms in life. This program is a production and sponsored by Blossoms of My Life Radio Ministry and listeners like you. Now here's Ramona. Thank you for tuning in to Blossoms of My Life Radio. I'm really excited to be able to share with you um, Joy Bowser. She's from Ohio. She's a past um, guest that we've had. Um, She has a great book called A Wife and a Witness that we've talked about years ago. It's probably been, what, Joy, two years? Um, I think we've talked twice, and I think probably all told about five years. I think. Oh, wow. Okay, probably. Five years. Oh, and then again a couple years ago. Yeah, so I'm excited to just catch up with Joy, and I know you're going to enjoy listening to her. And um, she has a new book that she's working on, and I just read the introduction called Move Off This Mountain. And I know that there's going to be a lot that she can share about that that will minister to many of your hearts. So, Joy, I'm really excited to have you come back on the air. I'm excited to be here. I wasn't sure exactly how the conversation was going to go today, so um, it kind of came together today a little bit. And um, Bill and I have been noticing around here, and I imagine it's this way across the United States, that Satan is really attacking marriages in our churches. Yes. Um, whether it's in the congregation itself or in the leadership up front, we've noticed a lot of marital issues becoming to the forefront and taking a lot of attention. Um, mm-hmm. So kind of as a segue from a wife and a witness to move off the mountain is it's time to step up and repair, return, and replace our marriage foundations and get back centered on Christ. Amen. The three R's. Um, if you look at Genesis 2, 24, 25, my paraphrase is we're to leave, cleave, and be one. And that can't be separated. And then Ephesians five twenty two says something similar in telling the the wives to love their husbands to love our wives and for women to respect our husbands if we don't love our wives we won't understand the love of christ for his church and if we don't respect our husbands we won't submit to christ's authority in the church or the leadership on the local church level so it's important to get this marriage relationship Right. Amen. And I think that's why you wrote Wife and Witness, right? If I recall. Um, yeah, because I was struggling. If you remember rightly, my husband was a non Christian and we went ahead and got married. And then a couple years later, he was led to the Lord. And then we struggled for a few more years trying to get our marriage in sync with where, how God wanted our marriage to be. And so this book was written during that time of seeking and searching to find out how I needed to be as a wife to reach my husband. And so my book is actually 
from journals and Bible studies and things I had to do on my own because there were no books in the marketplace for this, for Christian lives. And I, yeah, that's true. And you know, as I, as I'm listening to you too, I'm thinking like, if there's anybody listening to us today that maybe you're not married, maybe you're wanting to be in that place. It's still, you'd be surprised, um, learning about this and reading because we can develop, cause I'm one of those, but we can develop a really sound relationship with Christ during this time so that we have that base, that sound base and that connection and that relationship in him and us being, you know, married to him in a sense. And so it kind of, um, I imagine your book is going to be helpful for many people. Yes. I'm hoping so. Yeah. Um, yeah. So with that in mind, it's time to 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 get off the mountain of denial or whatever it is that we think if we think we have the perfect marriage i I was just thinking before we came on the air about the verse in galatians 6 that tells us to be careful how we think Mm. we not be tempted as our brothers and sisters are um let me get it the exact phrase and that is Galatians 6, 1, brethren, if even if anyone is caught in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, each of you looking to yourself so that you will not be tempted. Bear one another's burdens and therefore fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. So if we think that we have the perfect marriage, we don't. Because yeah. we're imperfect people. There's always something that can be um, made better. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we need to look at our marriages. We need to look at our lives. We need to look at the things we're doing for the Lord. And we need to ask, is it time to move on to something else? Okay. Um, it's yeah. time to move off the mountain. That makes um, sense. And so your new book is going to be called Move Off This Mountain, correct? Correct. I love it. Okay. So let me take you into the Old Testament for a bit. God allowed the Israelites to stay on Mount Horeb for a period of time. Okay. If you read from the book of Exodus, Leviticus, numbers you get the whole story and then deuteronomy starts and you've got 30 chapters of moses reminding the people of the journey Mm -hmm. okay and he starts in chapter one and he says god says to the people through moses you have stayed long enough at this mountain Mm -hmm. okay the term long enough is relative It infers that they were there for a set time long enough for something to happen, okay? Um, During the time at Mount Horeb, they visit there roughly six or seven times during the 40 years that they're wandering in the wilderness. Some of the things that happened at Mount Horeb is they received 
the water when Moses struck the rock, and that happens in Exodus 17, 1 through 7. They received the Ten Commandments in Exodus 19 and 20. They reaffirm the covenant with God in Exodus 24. They make the golden idol in Exodus 32. And they renew the covenant in Exodus 34. Okay? During that time, somewhere in there, the spies were sent to Cana to check it out, see what it looked like, and they returned. And as the song says, ten were bad and two were good. Ten spies said, oh, no, the giants are too big. There's no way. And they had the two, Joshua and Caleb, that said, our God is bigger. Okay? So that happens. So we have those six events that happen at Mount Horeb. And the result of the spies being afraid to enter the land and Moses sinning against God by hitting a rock in in anger is that God waited for the generation to die off. And he changed the leadership. So after this time of God saying through Moses that it's time to leave this mountain. They leave for Kadesh Bernia, and it's an 11-day trip from there to the promised land. Wow. And it had taken 40 years before the time of Joshua. Wow. An 11-day trip. So they spent all that time doing all the things. But they were there long enough for some things to happen. A lot, yes, a lot happened. Long enough to be sustained with manna, quail, and water and to know God's providence and provision. Long enough to be trained in the laws of God. When they made the covenant, they had peace with God through the covenant agreement. And then they were purified of their doubters by having to wait for that whole generation to die off. And then also for Joshua's leadership. When you think of all the things that Joshua saw from the time that Moses sent him and those 12 spies into into the promised land, and then the prophetic word from God that Joshua would be the one to lead them in. Think of the things that he would have learned at Moses' hand mm. in that amount of time. Yeah. Okay. So it wasn't time that was like just gone away, but it was time that was actually used. So wow. they were there long enough for all these things to happen. Okay. And then I'll flip back to Deuteronomy again. There's um, the things that he tells them in Deuteronomy to do off that first verse here. I have these this Bible with these really huge words. Oh. <laughs> There's lots and lots and lots of pages. Okay. Joy, I was going to ask you a question. I noticed in your introduction, so you're talking about on the mountain and the things that happen and then the valleys 
of the times, right, that we struggle with doubt and fear. But one line stood out that I just saw, and you say, speaking from the sides of the mountain. What was that again? You wrote down, we see Jesus speaking from the sides of the mountain. Right. We see that in um, the Beatitudes. Okay. When he's on the mountainside and all the people are around underneath him. Uh-huh. Listening. Yes. I like that. So, yeah. So. Awesome. Okay. The Lord our God spoke to us at Horeb saying, you have stayed long enough at this mountain. Turn and set your journey and go to the hill country of the Amorites and to all their neighbors in the Araba and in the hill country and in the lowland and in the Negev and by the sea coast the land of the Canaanites and Lebanon as far as the great river, the river Euphrates. Okay. So the two other commandments besides move, you've been here long enough, are to turn, okay, or repent, which I kind of derive from that the idea of training the children. Yeah. Because Moses tells them repeatedly in Deuteronomy 6 to remember this. Teach your children not to do this. Right. Okay? So we're training our kids to not live as we live, but to do better. Okay? And he does that in Deuteronomy 6, 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God. The Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. These words which I am commanding you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your sons and talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontals on your forehead. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Then it shall come about when the Lord your God brings you into the land which he swore to your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give you great and splendid cities which you did not build and houses full of all good things which you did not fill and hewn cisterns which you did not dig, vineyards and olive trees which you did not plant and you eat and are satisfied. Then watch yourself that you do not forget the Lord who brought you from the land of Egypt out of the house of slavery. Amen. And so, Joy, you know, there's such a great message in this book titled Move Off This Mountain because... A lot of us, I would imagine from time to time, you know, we struggle to get up to the top and to have that, you know, whatever we are striving to get from God and we're struggling to get there. When we finally get there, we're like, aha, we finally got it, right? And then we look below and we see the valley and some of us will have that moment of praise and we're like, wow, you know, we made it through that. But if they look the other way, they're still going to have to go down and there's still another valley that we're going to have to encounter. Right. You know, and, and we go through that with a lot of different things in our lives, whether it be illness, like we were talking about your husband, Bill, you yes. know, and, and, and that's a mountain that he has to climb and he has to go once a month for these treatments for, you know, his ailment that he has right now that that uh, stage four nodular melanoma. I mean, you know, who would think that that was going to be a mountain that you had to climb together? 
sure didn't see that one coming. Right? So, exactly. And then, and, then, and then you're there, but then you look back and you see the blessings that have come since then, but you know you're still going to have to keep climbing. Yes. And not even so much climbing as going wherever God tells us to go. Amen. I mean, sometimes you go back down in the valley. Sometimes you climb higher. Sometimes you go somewhere else. Amen. Amen. But Bill and I, we've had to go somewhere else. We also, and I think we mentioned this the last time we talked, we left our home church that we had attended for 36 years. Yep. That happens. And we've had to find somewhere else that, that we fit in, and and it was God's timing, and... My co-teacher um, on Wednesday night had shared the story last week that, you know, we, we were talking about Elijah and how sometimes God moves us and we didn't want to move, but he moves us and then we find out in hindsight that we're exactly where God needed us to be. Amen. We didn't want to go here. We didn't want to make this move, and this is kind of where this move off this mountain originated. It's been in the works for five years. This is the first book that my mom wanted me to do when she passed away in 2018 on her deathbed. I gave her a choice of a mom and a mentor or move off this mountain, and she knew where we were at, and she said, move off this mountain. Cause wow. She knew, I to she knew we needed to move. Wow. We had done the physical move, but we hadn't done the spiritual move if you understand what I'm saying. Wow. We had some bitterness. We had some forgiving that we needed to do. We had some, you know, um, self-righteousness to deal with. There's all kinds of things that you don't realize that they keep you. I'm just comfortable here. Yeah. They're not necessarily even bad things. I'm just comfortable here. Don't make me do this, God. Yeah. You know, I've... <laughs> I like my job, I like my church, I like my life. I got to do what? <laughs> you know, and we just, we don't want to move, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, but sometimes God says, you've been here long enough. Amen. What you need to move on. You have the tools you need. Move on. So, and then another thing that kind of goes with that turn and repent is being set in the spirit on where God is sending you and not being deterred. Looking at it and knowing this is where I'm going and not looking to the left, not looking to the right, but being focused on wherever it is that God says that you're going next. Amen. Leaning on the flesh and leaning on the spirit and this is where we're going. So, and then the last thing he tells us to do is to just go. Yeah. You and, know? And sometimes that's the hard part, right? Just go. Exactly. exactly. We're, we're told if you want to go to the New Testament, that's what Jesus told the disciples to do. Go, teach, baptize, teach. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And then if you want to look at it from the Old Testament, God said to Pharaoh, let my people go. And they went. Yeah. They wandered around for 40 years until God said, go again. Yeah. So sometimes you need to hear it twice. So, yeah, uh, we are a stubborn people, aren't we? <laughs> we are. so just because Pharaoh said you can go doesn't mean that they wanted to go. You remember the reason why they wandered. They were comfortable. <laughs> they were 
grumbling and complaining the whole time. It'd been better if we just stayed back in Egypt. What are you doing, Moses? You yeah. brought us out here to die. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. The Egyptian army is in front of us, and the Dead Sea is behind us. Oh, my goodness, what's going to happen? And God parted the waters, yeah. you know? Yeah. They were backed up against the wall, and God, they were grumbling, and God still gave them a miracle. I love, when, I love when God does the suddenly. Yeah. I love the suddenly when he just moves and you're just like, oh, wow, that was a suddenly. <laughs> that was an yeah. unexpected blessing. It was a suddenly. Or a behold. Or a behold. Exactly. Behold. I love the beholds as yeah. well. There's so many things that our Lord does that when we look back, we're like, wow, if I wouldn't have made that step. Amazing. Joy, you're retired now, you said, too. Yeah. So that's that's exciting, right? Yes, I turned 62 in August, and I could not have imagined being able to retire when we were given Bill's diagnosis five years ago because he only had a year. Seriously, he had a year. Wow. And so I went back to work. I got a different job. I did all the things I needed to do. We have been blessed to have him for... Uh, you know, these years that we've had extra. And when I turned 62 in August, I thought I could retire or I could continue to work. And I thought, no, the Lord has blessed me with this time. There are things that we wanted to do when we retire. We want to do some traveling. We want to visit family and, and friends. There are things that we have planned all our lives that when we retire, we'll have time to do this. We'll have time to do that. We want to go and we are as committed as we can ever be of getting out the word about first a wife and a witness and helping people in their marriages. That's our first and top priority. And, and, and we want to come. We want to talk to people. We want to talk to women's groups. We want to talk to churches. We want to get the word out that, that God can help our marriages. We just need to do them God's way. Amen. And so how do people get a hold of you, Joy? You can get me through awifeandawitness.com. There's a link to my email address. There's my phone number. Everything is there that you need to make contact. Um, it's there on the website, awifeandawitness.com, all lowercase. Um, and I'd be, we can talk and figure out what we can do. So, all right. That's awesome. But, um, yeah. Absolutely blessed. You know, to be at this point in our lives and be able to plan and to make goals and to do things. Because honestly, that that death sentence, which is what it is, we're all going to die someday. Some people just think they may know when more than others. But that death sentence tends to nail you to the mountain, too. So, I I can imagine that when you when you so received that we decided yeah. early on that we were not going to let that diagnosis define us, but we were going to continue to do all the things that we could do. So um, we were blessed to have. I know this is going to sound weird. We were blessed to have that time of COVID to kind of relax and and be at home and to enjoy each other. That was right after Bill took his disability from work, so he was home while I was working. But, you know, during that little bit of COVID, I was home for about two or three months, too. Nice. So we've had time to plan out kind of, you know, 
what we want to do, kind of get our things in order so that those are set. But at the same time, we want to we want to do us, you know, and we want to do us the best way we can, and that is to glorify God. And so we we are committed to this book. We are committed to the new book, and we want to get the word out that that it's time to move. Amen. Um, Amen. And I'm excited. I'm excited because you you will both be able to. He has quite a testimony, even being still with the diagnosis, but just surviving more years than what you thought. So you have quite a testimony together because it takes a strong marriage to go through what you're going through. It does, and he also we want we had um, our church does a marriage retreat every year, and last year we were able to go to our marriage to our church's marriage retreat. And Bill gave his testimony. Praise God. And, and, I mean, it was his first time in front of the crowd. And I'm, I'm telling you, the, the guys, I mean, he talked to the guys. You know, I talked to the couples, but he talked to the guys. And he said, men, we watched a video of, of something that they had presented that they said, you pick which video you want to do. We picked our video. And he looked at the men and he said, that guy there could have been me. Alcoholic, didn't care. You know, all the things he said, that could have been me, you know, and he just, he was able to minister to the men in a way that was just amazing. So, um, so he's had that, that little bit of a, you know. That gave him joy and it helped spark that, it helped spark him on what, let's do this again, huh, Joy? (laughs) Yeah, because once you do it once, you just want to keep on doing it because it feels so good when you can shout from the mountain. We've heard so many times that people have been blessed by our book or, you know, they picked it up and they they didn't realize this was an issue or that was an issue and, you know, that they're just really blessed, you know, by by the the wisdom and the and the the um Holy Spirit in the book, the honesty, the vulnerability. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so awesome. We're, we're glad to help people in this you know, even if it helps one person, it's worth the whole process. Amen. And so listeners, if you want, that book is The Wife and a Witness and um, wifeandwitness.com to get a hold of Joy. Joy, do you have any last comments you want to make before I have you close us out in prayer? I do. I want to say this. If we are moving forward with God, we are not stationary. Picture Satan standing above the fish tank full of fish with the arrow pulled. Yeah. Wow. But if we're moving and we're wearing our armor, they ain't going to get us. Amen. That's quite so, a, that's quite a visual. Yes. So we need to be moving. It's Maybe time to move. Moving. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for the time. I, I really, I can't wait till your book comes out, but I really appreciate you and listening to you again. And I'll be keeping you in prayer and listeners. If you guys remember Bill, keep him in prayer. We're praying for a complete healing for Bill. I'd love it, Joy, if you would um, close this out in prayer. Sure thing. Heavenly Father, just thank you for the opportunity to share with uh the blossoms of my life listeners again today. Father, I just ask that uh, you would be with the word that was given today, that it would touch someone's heart, that it would move someone to listen to your word and to give up the things that are keeping them frozen on the mountaintop. Father, we just pray that uh, people would um, 
look at their marriages, that uh, they would look at the things they're doing for you, and that they would double check and make sure that they're doing them in your spirit and not just because it's what they've always done or what they think they should be doing, but Father, that they are doing exactly the ministry that you want them to be doing. Father, we just thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Thank you for listening to this edition of Blossoms of My Life Radio. This program is listener-supported. Blossoms of My Life Radio is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. To contact Ramona regarding donations, sharing your God story, or requests about her books, you can write to Ramona, Ramona Trevino, P.O. Box 22731, Bakersfield, California, 93390. That's P.O. Box 22731. Bakersfield, California, 93390. Her website is the letter I, the letter M, dauntless.org. That's imdauntless.org. Her email is ramona at blossomsofmylife.org. That's ramona at blossomsofmylife.org. This program is a production and sponsored by Blossoms of My Life Radio Ministry and through listeners like you. And in closing, we just want to remind you to remember to see and be a blossom in someone's life.